Now, at this history-making moment in which man has first landed on the moon, we are entering a new era in space. The NASA Lunar Receiving Laboratory contains not only the most advanced scientific facilities and comfortable living accommodations, but its kitchen, with its reliance on modern frozen foods and microwave and quartz cooking units, is in the forefront of a new era in food preparation. Microwave cooking units, like those in the NASA Lunar Receiving Laboratory and this test kitchen, are indeed revolutionary. Keep your eye on the chocolate cupcake. It rises faster than you can eat it. For a main course, how about a delicacy like lobster tails? Ready in less than a minute, with no shrinkage or shriveling, since there is no furnace like blast of heat. This is cooking by microwave. Cooking without heat. To the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I'll never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Now, um, before I introduce uh, our, our guest, I have a, a thing that I've been thinking about. I wrote about it in the RC Roundup, which is a new series we do on Substack, free, free to everybody. Go ahead and check that out. But I was talking about uh, weather modification and weather control. And... Uh, the California drought that apparently we're still in, though though it is a lot more wet outside, and and um, it's the it's, we've been getting a lot of rain. Uh, we've been been getting a little snow in the in the Bay Area at high points of elevation, which has been a little scary, but that's fine. We we do need it. Uh, the modification, I, I Ben, if I'm tell me if I'm crazy. If you can create rain, which we know that that is it's possible, the South. I think I believe it's there's a South Texas weather modification uh, division that helps quote unquote helps farmers by putting ice crystal type chemicals in the sky that creates rain. Um, do you think it's possible to withhold rain? Uh, maybe with some of those harp arrays up in Alaska, mm -hmm. they have those uh, antennas. I don't know. Maybe you could use microwaves or something. <laughs> you could use I microwaves. Mean, the, the thing about it is like if you use uh, if you use technology to make it rain artificially, then that means that water has dropped before it gets to the point where it would normally go. Mm -hmm. so you could create like a rain shadow the way mountains do kind of naturally. Uh, but even before they get to like the normal formations where that would happen. So I, I think, you know, they, they've, I've heard it said many times uh, that the wars of the future would be fought over water. So, like you know, Mad Max, Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. So imagine like uh, a, a country in northern Africa, and you know, like what little rainfall they have. Well, uh, like okay, one figures out a technology to get like even more of it, right? So all the clouds empty over their little spit of land. So they're robbing like their next door neighbor of one to two inches of of rain every year that they'll go down without. Damn, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, 
yeah, it's such a scarce resource. It's like it's different if you're talking about like seeding clouds in like a really tropical country like where I am here, where people are being washed away. Uh, I, yeah, I almost got washed away the other night. Um, it's, it's crazy over there, huh? It's it's pretty wild down here. So so I have uh, I have Benjamin Braddock here, uh, one of our. Uh, really on the Mount Rushmore of guests that we have on here. Every time he comes on, it's uh, people are like hitting me up, like, yo, get him on again. It's like, we can't, we can't have the guy on enough times. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he is, he's been, he's been a traveling man. I mean, I'll I'll say that much. Now, Ben, Ben, where the heck are you? I'm in a uh, psychiatric hospital in Rio de Janeiro. Okay. Rio. Yeah. I mean, you know, are the facilities nice? Pretty good, yeah. Between between the blackouts and the electroshock therapies, uh, it seems pretty. The, the nurses are really nice. That's fine. I mean, I can't think of a better place to guest on this show. To be honest, there's not a better venue to record at. Uh, the acoustics sound great, by the way. So that's that's really good. Um, yeah, now I'm in this padded cell. It really, uh, really <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have the uh, the the crazy like new modern home everything like wooden doors, but like you know granite countertops, everything pinging off that. You know, you don't you don't have that going. But you say. Uh, you, you you had said this to me uh, privately, but I'd like to know about uh, you know we 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 my co-host is a is a vegan man, so he can he can't really be a, a he can't be PD just by default. Uh, but Ray Ray Pete would flourish in Brazil, is that or Ray Pete's? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Brazil is Brazil is like PD without being consciously PD, which is the best way to do oh, it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because instead of <laughs> Instead of people like dosing themselves with, you know, random trans hormones, it's just, you know, there's a, uh, you can get orange juice on any street corner. Uh, there's a lot of sun. Uh, the light environment's terrific. They love sugar down there, mm-hmm. uh, down here. Uh, and yeah, so like the other day I was at a friend's house and I saw, uh, his mom had like setting on the counter a box of ciproheptidine, and I flipped out because I've like I've never seen that in the wild. You know, it's always been like this a uh, repeat. Uh, and what is that? It's a uh, serotonin antagonist that uh, apparently is pretty popular in Brazil uh, mm-hmm. for getting kids to eat more. Interesting. Yeah, so it drives down your serotonin and. When your serotonin levels are high, like when you're in an anxious state, you know how you lose your appetite. Yeah. Well, this by driving the serotonin down, it it uh makes it to where you can eat a lot more. And yeah, so if uh, parents have like growing teenage boys, they'll give them the ciproheptidine, so they'll become much larger. Yeah. Are are people in Brazil big, like like tall? Uh, compared to a lot of the rest of Latin America, they are. Okay. Like compared I, to like Peru or Bolivia, they're giants. Uh, a big part of it is uh, is genetic, but keep in mind Brazil has a lot of uh, German, Italian, sure, uh, Brazilian, Indian, uh, African, a lot of like genetic stock that is uh, sure prone to being uh, tall. Like some of the so like the coastal Indians in the north, they tend to be actually pretty tall, kind of like the coastal Indians in the United States. Mm-hmm. And and it's in the inland areas where they tend to be a lot shorter. 
So that kind of uh, that's like a similar pattern you see in Brazil. And so, yeah, like the Brazilians and the Argentines are much taller than like the Colombians or the Panamanians. There are some tall Colombians, but anyway. Nice. Uh, yeah, so they're they're all also big on uh, Coca Cola down there. I've been down here. I've been drinking a lot of Coke. Um, glass bottle, it, glass uh, bottle. Is it not glass bottle? I wish that was the case. Uh, you can get it in glass bottles, but the big the big deal is they don't use corn syrup in anything. Like all of the sodas, it, it's cane sugar. Like they mm-hmm. they're uh, they're big sugar producing country, and so as a result like they're not using corn syrup they're using cane sugar and you know the petards are uh according to them like we can metabolize the the regular cane sugar like much better than we can the the high fructose corn syrup which which i kind of like i think is directionally correct and also yeah um like they're not spraying their sugar cane down with a lot of chemicals whereas our corn syrup is soaked in roundup so it's like our <laughs> our sweetener is like full of poison. Yeah, it's it's never just like one element that we add. It's like we treat one bad element that shouldn't be there in in we compound our mistakes here, I guess is what is what is a way to is a way to do that. Now, do you uh, interesting because, you know, I I know I, I wouldn't say you're the most Ray Pete guy that I know because I, I know some people that are like biblically Ray Pete almost uh, to a, to an extent. But do you th- cuz I I tend to think that Sugar, and I, I understand there's different forms of sugar, but I, I do think that sugar still does feed cancer in a way. Do you agree with that or no? Well, in a way, because you know, there are some people that actually they have such a uh, a low metabolic state that their bodies can't feed cancer at all, like schizophrenics rarely gotcha. develop cancer. So, you know, there there may be something to that, but I, I think that like with cancer. You know, there's got to be other things going on, um, you know, with the immune system, with uh, like, it's not just like cancer is not just like some germ that like lands in your body and right, right, right. Plays on its own. Like there's got to, there has to be something wrong. like your immune system can't fight it. Because uh, everyone, pretty much everyone after the age of 30 has cancer cells in their body. Mm hmm. And so then the only variable of whether or not you actually develop a case of cancer is how good of a job your immune system does at uh, keeping it suppressed with, you know, like tumor killing cells and that sort of thing. So, which is crazy because, you know, even the in, in environment, we're definitely going to get into one big thing that we think could possibly feed into, uh, into kind of yeah. maybe well, getting those, can- making those I mean, cancer, cancer cells up. Yeah. Cancer is also very closely linked to, uh, mitochondrial dysfunction mm-hmm. and being and you know mitochondria's role in regulating our our dna expression and all that sort of thing so the i should say mutagenic effects of cancer or origins of cancer and all of that a lot of that's very closely linked to metabolic health um when your metabolic health goes downhill like your ability to do dna repair and you know prevent your cells from doing really crazy things like turning into cancer so what um, what what would lead to that um you know that kind of state just for people who don't know like what what you know when, to get to that to get to that state what kind of lifestyle is somebody living uh so somebody's living uh the typical 
like an indoor office worker lifestyle. They're not right. getting a lot of red light. They're in a, a state of high stress. Mm-hmm. Basically, like if you live in America, you're going to be prone to this. The default mode is 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 cancer in America. I, yeah, in, my, so in my opinion, yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. it's like this. Americans are are especially these days are just uh, I swear like the most stressed out group of people on the planet. So true. Uh, you're in a much better position, I think, on this because I think East Coasters are w- much more stressed out than West Coasters. So, so it seems, yeah. Uh, and it's like, especially after the last three years, it's like been one psyop after another. Yeah, government's carried out, and you know, people are just in this. Man, it's it's uh, it's crazy out there in terms of just how like hostile and almost unhuman people seem like just your normal day-to-day encounters like you know trying to uh you know go grab food or you know go through a grocery store any of that it's just like uh people are really shut off and i don't know there's a there's something something's definitely happened whereas and I'm, i'm pretty uh sure that it's linked to covid because i don't see that in florida I've been to Florida uh, quite a few times over the past year and it's like, it, there's this huge stark difference where it's like, it's still 2019 uh, waitresses are still friendly. Uh, you, you know, have random conversations with people. It's just people are, seem a lot more easy going and, you know, and, and the rest of the, most of the rest of the U S it just seems like people are very tense. And um, so yeah. when you're in that high cortisol state like that, that really messes with your metabolism, drives up your inflammation, um, messes with your endocrine system. I mean, it's kind of like uh, you can you can look at the mechanism for how this damages you and like gives you diseases like diabetes, which then turn into things like chronic kidney disease and cancer. Sure, sure. By looking at how. Um, steroids like glucocorticoid steroids uh can induce diabetes so like dexamethasone prednisone uh things that doctors sometimes prescribe for just a sinus infection oh my 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 grandma for the last 30 years of her life i think was taking prednisone i don't know why mm-hmm. couldn't guy with inexplicably i was like for what yeah, she's so, like something something i guess yeah, yeah. It mimic, but it, mim- it mimics cortisol so yeah interesting um, I had a case of it personally, uh, when I was a teenager, I had went hunting and there were some, uh, vines on the tree, uh, that I was setting in, you know, in a tree stand and they were like kind of digging in my, into my back. Well, it was January. I couldn't see any leaves. Mm-hmm. So I took out a knife and slashed them off and got this sap all over my hands. And then, like, throughout the course of the rest of the day, all right, you know, take a piss, rub my eyes, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that vine was poison ivy. And so I had Damn. just I had just gotten poison ivy sap, like high concentration of it in my eyes, on my oh. oh. So uh, by the time I made it to urgent care, uh, the the I remember the nurse practitioner like her face when I dropped my pants like the, just sheer shock and confusion and uh, whatever else 
And so anyway, I ended up getting a steroid injection, steroid cream, steroid pills. So I try to make this so and like one one of my eyes was swollen shut because like I got more of it on one side of my face. So I look like the uh the mutant from the Goonies. <laughs> and slaw. Yeah, slaw. It was, it was just a bad deal. So anyway, I get so I get hit with a massive dose of steroids from that. It's like a month or two later, I notice I'm like packing on some weight. And and I'm also feeling more tired mm. and then, okay. Losing some muscle mass. Uh, it wasn't until I, so that was when I was like 15 or 16. It wasn't until I was in college and I put on quite a bit more weight by then that I, I went to a doctor and like got a clear diagnosis and it was steroid induced type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that took, um, shoot 12 13 14 years to finally get get to where i like i can metabolize sugar normally now wow uh and you think it was from the treatment essentially oh definitely definitely okay like you don't you don't develop type 2 diabetes on uh, at that age like at, at of course 16 years old um unless you've been like morbidly obese for a little while Mm-hmm. At least overweight. Like up until that point, I, I hadn't been overweight at all. And I remember that there had been like a very clear, like I, after that incident with the, like the poison ivy and getting hit with the treatment, like my energy level, energy levels had tanked after that. I was putting on weight. Uh, you could see in photos, like my face was looked like swollen. And yes, yeah, so I, I dug into it and it's like, oh, wow, this, uh, this like, messes with everything from your bone cells to your liver cells to just all these different physiological functions that a large dose of steroids can affect and then just trigger you into having like this this really bad metabolic disorder uh where you can't provide you know you can't metabolize glucose properly uh so you're and you said it took you about 15 years to get back to that uh yeah like well i'd say more like 12 or so before i got to a point where um and i was i was managing it like i i stayed off medication for the duration because i just seen what happened when people would go on like insulin for type 2 diabetes Mm -hmm. and it just sped up this cycle and it was like circling the drain death wise um so for a long time, I had done like a, a sort of paleo uh, carb restriction, that sort of thing. The, the paleo stuff I had read in my early 20s, uh, it hadn't emphasized like a lot, a lot of the fats like that much. It was just like saying that saturated fats aren't bad for you. Like it's okay to eat butter. It's okay to eat coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's better than the processed stuff, but it wasn't like, uh, saying like, look, everything that's, that you eat out that's fried is going to be fried in seed oils that's been sitting around for weeks and, uh, not even seed oils, just like 
oils that have been created from starches, yeah. like the corn oil and canola. You know, that's an important these, distinction. What you're saying right there, yeah, because I think, like I, think I think the meme, the seed oil has become such a meme. Not whether, and I, I think we all agree that that's not good to put that type of yeah. you know engine lubricant level you know cooking oil onto your food. But like it's become just basically right. seed oil versus non seed oil. But you're saying the seed there's, oil there's, sounds there's, like it could be like grape seeds that have been pressed down and like there's mm. like some artisanal it's like no this is like this has nothing it's not like olives or anything else like that where you're just like crushing something and skimming the fat off right mm-hmm. that's a, that's totally fine if, if you had seeds that did that i think would be you know probably wouldn't be and i you know I, I, as far as seed oils is going like i think black seed oil like cumin uh black cumin oil i like sesame that's seed the, oil i'll i'll sesame, I, I love uh, it yeah, yeah. And I, that's another one of those things. It's like you have to have it for a lot of dishes, mm-hmm. and you're not really normal, you know, unless you're eating that every day. And most of us white people don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like okay, tablespoon here and there, not a big deal. Uh, but it's it's really like the crazy industrial oils like just the processes they go through that it it's the same way that you would make plastic you just skip the last two steps uh <laughs> yeah this kind of stuff where there's no because all fats in nature have like if it's animal fat they're going to have things like uh vitamin k uh other antioxidant factors like vitamins in it and if it's vegetable fats like uh olive oil you get like vitamin a and vitamin e and then all these polyphenols that are antioxidants and all the you know like fat in in nature whether it's from an animal source or a a plant source it has the other factors in it that are going to stabilize it that are going to make it to where you can actually metabolize it and use it and it's when we step out of that uh you know the, that way that we've that humanity has consumed fat for millennia and we're like no we're going to make this yeah literal engine lubricant and we're not <laughs> going to like add any vitamins or anything in it to try to mimic what it might be in like a state of nature uh you know like we're not going to add fight vitamin e to it uh none of this stuff so there's nothing there to there's nothing there to really stabilize it. It's just stripped out and it's like rancid before it's even you know been put on the shelf. And so you you, you just your liver can't uh, create stable cholesterol particles out of out of these fats. It's just they're too chemically unstable. Yeah, and and there's an idea that like I, I've I've come to uh, to to see this being kind of the the line of thinking of people who think that we need to constantly progress into eating these type of foods the quicker, the better. And we're, we're going to get into a bigger discussion about this in just a sec, but you know, the progressive mindset is that we we've never gotten it right until now. Right. You know what I mean? Like we never got eating right until now. We never got yeah. race relations right until now. We never, all these, all these things we haven't gotten right until now. Therefore this product is what you need. Therefore this, like the human body is amazing. It's amazing. God gave it to us. You know what I'm saying? It's it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. You have a liver. Like the liver is the coolest thing ever. If you think about like what what a liver does. I mean, it's like 
like, oh my gosh, like, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't, I don't want to hear any Neil deGrasse Tyson explanations <laughs> of what your liver does. I just want to know, like, that is like the most magical part of your body, in my opinion. And it's yeah. like when we decide to disrupt the way that thing works, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and all you, all you hear about for liver is, is drinking. And, and of course, you know, binge drinking is going to, is going to mess with your liver, but there's so many other things you can do to your liver that just are just awful. You know, like the, uh, like the glucocorticoid steroids that I was mentioning, like that disrupts your liver cells and causes them to start producing a a high level of triglycerides that go into the bloodstream and then cause insulin resistance. Um, Mm. liver is also like your liver detoxifies, uh, you know, oxidized oils, right? It's, it's good at getting, capturing them, getting them out of your body. It can just only do it at a at a certain rate. Mm. Uh, when people overload, and it's like, all right, deep fried, uh, deep fried stuff in soybean oil every weekend. You know, like like the ca- South Carolina diet. Uh, <laughs> every weekend, like every day, dude. Yeah, yeah I was gonna yeah, say weekend, weekend, weekend feels like a head, like weekend feels like a cutback. Well, yeah, South Carolina, because <laughs> yeah, I've got a relative in South Carolina that. Uh, the Myrtle like, Beach diet. Yeah. He's never, never <laughs> has never drank in his life, and he got cirrhosis by the time he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Many such cases. I mean, not many, but, but yeah, it happens. You know, mm-hmm. and then his dad uh, had to have a transplant. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And like his dad also never, you know, Southern Baptist has never touched alcohol in his life. Yeah. And sorry to say, I'm sorry to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make light of this, but like, imagine like living, like having the David Crosby style, like medical intervention that has to happen without getting hammered every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause like, at least when you get like hammered, it's like, damn that. Okay. I like, it was kind of sick for a while. You know what I mean? But like when it comes yeah, through food, it sucks. Yeah. 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 You like, you lived quote unquote virtuously, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, you know, not not being into drinking you know not being a big party guy and stuff like that but it's like we can eat our way into a david crosby situation r.i.p to david crosby, yeah that's i mean that's that is the thing because you get um you get a lot of these people are very good people mm-hmm. and, and like these uh you know conservative evangelical denominations who you know for a long time have practiced like all right you you know your body's a temple uh which we should all agree on your body is the temple of the Holy spirit. You have mm-hmm. to respect it. This means, uh, you know, don't abuse it through smoking and drinking. Great. But the thing is there's been since then, and that was like 50 years ago, since then there's just been like a blind spot on what's been happening on the diet side of things. And on top of that, because like the culture has kind of set in like, well, we don't do these other vices, so like you got to give us the potluck. It's like Mormons with like yeah, soda so, and shit. Dude. Yeah, AA yeah. meeting. There's donuts everywhere. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Like, and coffee you, and, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to like, cigarettes, donuts, cigarettes, and coffee at all AA meetings. It's, of course, they're not getting so hammered that they're plowing into like a fucking you know uh, a school. You know what I'm saying? Like of children. Yeah, there's definitely a, like a element. I, I get that why that might be a a better addiction because it only ultimately harms you. You know what I mean? I, I understand that, but like, yeah, you're. It, it, there is a, this thing where it's like, if you cut this out, you cut this out, then you'll be godly. And it's like, well, okay, we're doing ungodly things to the food and food preparation yeah. that we do to ourselves. Well, so, and to the, and to yeah. the animals, I would, I would argue that the way that most livestock is raised in America <sighs> is on. like in direct violation of, you know, scripture, any kind of 
it's Any demonic kind of moral code that you could derive from from the bible because you know it's like we're supposed to be stewards of god's creation and instead we're like blowing up train cars full of chemicals and like mass torturing you know pigs and you guys see that that the building the chinese have built it's like a oh yeah 80 story like yeah, jg ballard high rise for pigs yeah, yeah. Mm. oh man that's yeah, like, no, I haven't seen this. That's crazy. Yeah, they got no. It's like they're like it's a damn near like a like a big like it's like whoa. That's like the LinkedIn building, but it's all just pigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, like it's like yeah. oh yeah. It's well, like they have is, badges. They have badges and like little scan cards and shit to get in. Like, it looks and, insane. And this is where I've had uh, where I've had some yeah like autistic spurgouts at some guys on our side who. Mm -hmm. Are like worried about beyond meat and like the lab girl meat thing right the whole <laughs> synthetic meat thing and i'm like guys we've had lab grown meat for decades it's called factory farms yeah like, thank you only, dude fuck the dude. only yeah. difference between Man, like joined at the right time for this and one. conventional meat at the grocery store is that like one's sentient and one's not well okay here's what i think okay there are people that are eat the cleanest meat and are you know hyper obsessed with that i respect that and they're like fuck lab meat i'm not gonna eat that and then there's like the kfc guy that's like oh lab meat <laughs> you know and it's i'm like dude you know you don't yeah. care you know it's yeah you're yeah, so turned into an actor not, not even the kfc guy like that's the safeway chicken breast guy it's the yeah right yeah, yeah uh rancher's reserve fucking yeah, the, boar's yeah. head boar's head guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like those people i think should be forced to eat bugs like they're already they've already <laughs> they already show that they are here first you know they have they have no moral standing right they're just gonna you know they value the dollar all above all else like you know, all right we're gonna like i tell people it's like stop and stop and ask yourself why is this pork 99 cent a pound at the grocery store when mm -hmm. like gas is four dollars a gallon right yeah. like how does this make any sense to you yeah. that it's so cheap and it's like it's because they're feeding the, the pigs like literal garbage a four dollar gas yeah uh, no it's, <laughs> yeah. i would i would be fine with that give me some high octane some unleaded <laughs> pigs dude yeah fuck yeah 87 but, octane well have you seen the video of uh them unloading like literal garbage off at the pig farms yeah, yeah I, I think one of the times you came on yeah. here, you're talking about they were feeding them like unwrapped things with like plastic still on them and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah, did the It's still the plastic. It's still like <laughs> they're feeding plastic to the animals. I like yeah. how it's it's like uh like cows convert <laughs> chlorophyll to protein and meat, and pigs convert plastics into microplastics for us now. It's like <laughs> the cycle is complete. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean I th this brings to me a, another uh, thing that I wanted to talk about. There was a video going around on Twitter making its rounds. Everybody had their hot take on it. I found myself a little weirded out by like how, so you know that the, there's a video. I, I'm pretty sure it was China. So everybody was getting their jokes off where the fish was like still alive. Yeah, deep on fried the plate. alive fish. Yeah. And, and like people were like fucking disgusting, like Chinese this and that. And it's like I'm not a pro China guy, but I'm like, okay, what do we get so weird, Bambi Disney like about f the way our food dies on the plate? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you your fish. Uh, uh, maybe I'm leaving no, it for we're disagreement because yeah. it dies before it gets to us, and then also we remove like the bones yeah. and skin, and like any reminder yeah. that this is like a living being. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Anton Chigurh pops in and flips a coin and decides uh, from No Country for Old Men, and he just puts a little cattle thing to the thing's head, yeah. and then it goes into your fucking plate. That's that's what happens. Yeah, I, I actually have more respect for like serving the fish still half alive because it's like, all right, at least they're they're being honest about what this is. Thank you. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, God, like they, it's, they, so, they it's so like I don't know. It's so squeamish and hypocritical to me that people. Uh, want to like do this like okay we're we're gonna have boneless skinless chicken breasts like there's nothing there's no anatomical features yeah like, there's nothing that could just remind you that at least with the drumstick right it's like okay here's like a leg bone uh-huh. like, this a little cartilage bone. yeah a little cartilage yeah. in there yeah. yeah a little bit of that uh but when people really strip it down and it's just like hamburger or steaks with the, uh-huh. with the bones cut off and all that uh you know, and most Americans today, I don't think, would be able to eat meat if they ever saw an animal being killed for it. The, especially yeah. the way we do it, dude. Like the yeah. the fucking yeah. crazy, the crazy way to do it. So, um, no, I, I think it's a great way to put it. Now let's let's move on. I'm I'm glad uh, size here. Now don't worry, size. We haven't talked about Kevin Bass. That's at the end. Uh, I did not skip. Yeah, I did. I'm saying I needed you here for that one. But uh, I want to. Uh, the other day I posted something and you know, not to turn this into the, what I posted on Twitter podcast, but it does, it does tend to play in uh, the, uh, I don't think everybody understands that microwaves are bad. Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't think, you. I don't think people understand and I, for good reason. Cause guess what I did right about 30 minutes before this podcast, I was Googling do microwaves cause cancer. Dude, the most COVID misinformation czar uh, sweepover happened with microwaves. You can't yeah. find anything. Everything's like, yeah, Oops. there's radiation. Yeah, sure. It's there. Yeah. Okay. You got us. And then they're like, but it's not enough. And then New York Times had an opinion piece about the microwave uh, <laughs> where it said, like, should you stand too close to the microwave? Like, blah, blah, blah. That was like a 90. I remember that being a big 90s thing about like the crazy holistic moms who were right about everything, by the way. Uh, but they they <laughs> said, you know, they're like, should you stand too close to the microwave while you're preparing something? And and and, and, and they say they say, uh, no, um, uh, that's you know, that's kind of an old wives tale. They say you can you can stand there. Actually, the microwave doesn't even have as much as your cell phone as far as radiation. Wow. <laughs> Wow, you got me there. You got me there. Yeah, he <laughs> got me there. Some shit. And your AirPods, too, I'm sure, right? Like, it's like, yeah. okay. Uh, so, I, uh, before we before we get into this, I, I recently just used a microwave, talking a matter of hours ago, and I don't know why I did it. That's the crazy part about this. I did it. I didn't have to. Today was one of my laziest days I've ever had. I mean, I did a little workout today, but I sat around watching Jake Gyllenhaal movies and fucking like reading and just chilling and all and all that stuff. I had nothing but time to prepare. I could have run a slow cooker today if I wanted to and had mm-hmm. and had a meal. But my wife made this really nice chicken. It's really nice uh, chicken soup, but it's thickened up a little bit. And it's like it's basically what it reminds me of is a, is a like chicken pot pie just the inside that's like what the soup is it's delicious um and uh so i heat it up what you're supposed to do is put it in the in the in the in like a little soup you know a little pot put it on the stove heat it up it takes minutes not not much i just put it in the microwave and i ate it and i was like what am i doing i'm about to record about this (laughs) what am i doing you have one in your house dude 
Yeah, I, it, no, it's like, it's. I mean, we have to be transparent. I do, and it's. I I want it gone. I want toaster oven instead of the microwave. I want that. And we need. We, I, I've, I've. It's time. Every mm-hmm. every place we move, we just throw it in. Like ours is in the garage right now. That we we rent a place and it has one. You know. It's wow. Just, yeah, and I've heard. I one of some of my like more crazier like raw food friends were saying that a microwave can put out radiation even when it's off. And I, I don't know how like true that is or how to what degree, uh, but they've been right about some other shit. So I, yeah, I don't know. So these are Let's RFRs, see. right? Radio, radio frequency waves. Like that's, that's what, that's what the microwave. And and then they have, it's like, there's like a UV element to it too, right? I don't know the components of this. The microwave is just on the spectrum. So they, the military used to use microwaves, like radio waves to send signals, but then all the cho- soldiers, like chocolate bars would melt in their pockets and shit. And that's how they like, oh, we could like cook food with this. That's, yeah. That's really <laughs> also, also yeah. based. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you look at the, there's a NASA document from about 20 years ago that outlines how uh, microwaves, microwave emitters uh, mounted to cell phone towers could be used in a national emergency to calm the population. Because certain frequencies would like lull people into a very uh, calm state. Damn. But at the same time, there's other frequencies that you could use that you could rouse a lot of hysteria. So like imagine, you know, some, some guy uh, in the government just like pushing a button on the map and it's like, all right, we're going to cause a riot in this radius of Philadelphia Mm -hmm by having these three cell towers like change their microwave frequencies to this wow specific band that makes people really agitated yeah and there's the trope about like you know the i remember like the like in the 90s and like early 2000s there was like the like family that ate like the trashy family that ate like nothing but microwaved food and you just you wonder you know and 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 uh there i'm looking at this <laughs> i'm looking at this site called cellcook.ca um and they just have a big thing of asparagus as their header so that's kind of cool best vegetable of all time don't debate me um the accidental invention of the microwave commercial microwaves in canada are the main oh so it must be canadian site yeah ca uh commercial microwaves in canada are the mainstay of restaurants cafes and cafeterias across the country but before commercial minor microwaves in toronto montreal and vancouver restaurants became popular pieces of of, of kitchen equipment blah 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 it's not it, it was it, the microwave was a luxury item it's much like the personal computer uh the microwave was invented accidentally in 1945 by a self-taught engineer named percy spencer which that doesn't sound real, like a real guy's name, I don't think, but uh, who was leading a radar project for a defense giant Raytheon. Never heard of him. While testing a new vacuum tube called a magnetron, he discovered that a chocolate bar in his pocket, as Sai said, had melted from the heat. He decided to try another experiment by placing some popcorn kernels near the magnetron, and he watched as the kernels popped into fluffy popcorn. Okay, before I stop, beyond okay we need this for the episode art the beyond meat soy jack guys pointing at the corn kernels in the microwave <laughs> yeah absolutely I'm on, I'm on it. yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, it, that is kind of sick that that popcorn was the second thing that yeah was ever microwave no i like, get that's it that's kind of cool like that's yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's that, process wise 
he's right. Yeah. It's not ethical, but it's process wise. Yeah, yeah. right. uh, next, Spencer placed an egg near a magnetron and the egg began to move from the heat, creating pressure from inside the egg. The egg exploded and Spencer saw that the yolk had become hot. He realized that the low density energy from the magnetron could cook the food quickly. He created a metal box. Got to add metal to this with an with an opening through which he fed the microwave power. The energy was trapped inside the box, which created a high density magnetic field. He placed the food inside the box and the heat generated by the energy cooked by the heat generated by the energy cooked the food. The first microwave oven was born. And then all of a sudden they're in every restaurant. It's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't, I mean, that's the genesis of the microwave. So you tell me if we need military equipment in our house to make, food you tell me what about those subway ones where they half bake and half microwave at the same time when you do you want it toasted you know that's what that yeah, is i know you know yeah, do like you want the, fucking... do you want the yoga mat bread toasted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah unbelievable unbelievable ben what what's your do you even have a microwave ben no damn I'm i haven't, a, I'm I haven't a, had a microwave for like a decade dude i'm fucking oh, yeah. i suck man jesus i uh, I, I don't have any studies or any. I don't have sources. I don't have any of that. I just, no, I've had, I've, I've had very bad vibes from them for a very long time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It feels bad when you step it back. Feels, I, yeah. It feels yeah. sinister. It feels sinister. And what I'm saying, what happened to me today is I like blacked out. I felt like one of those weird like serial killers where like I blacked out and like a, and then a pool of blood like on my hands. Oh, was, I'm like, what? what? Night. Yeah, it happens. I'm just saying. I hate. I, I wish it was like, some. Something well, it wasn't a microwave. microwave. I don't know what. Maybe it was like a direct energy weapon. Maybe it was attacked. All I know is like there's like six uh, hours that are kind of blank. And right mm-hmm. now I can't post on Twitter because during those six hours, I think I tweeted um, death threats at some people. So Sure. Yeah. Some prominent yeah. public figures. No big deal. I mean, it's tw- Twitter. You just went to two- 2011 Twitter. No big deal. You know, and uh, um, so, no, you're right. They Tropical feel- psychosis. Uh, something happens to white men when they go to the tropics. I don't. I don't really understand. I mean, you're not. It's. It's not your native territory. I mean, it's Celine. Just- Celine talked about this. Basically, I think it's because uh, when you're from like a colder climate, colder temperate climate, uh, your body's like constantly fighting. Uh, you know, against that coldness and darkness. And so you get to like a tropical environment where it's warm. There's a lot of light. Uh, it causes just like, I think a very radical shift. And uh, in a lot of ways, I I felt much more relaxed down here, but at the same time, like I was ready to invade the United States and like put half of the country to the sword. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So now the, so the you more, had- the more I'm around like cool, chill people, like the less tolerant I feel about people who are constantly in like a high stress, like worked up state. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. Well, the minute you slow down, you're mad at everyone who speeds up, but but speeds up. The, you know, you, you see the guys that like Nikola Tesla who are like spit sped up and you're like, OK, that's for a common good. But you see somebody who's like intentionally wound up and you're like, for what to like do Excel all day? Like, yeah, what, are you, what are you so well, excited about? You, you get this feeling like, wow, you know, like we could we could also be a chill, laid back country, um, you know, where 
people are healthy and happy and look good and you know don't worry too much um don't work too hard all of that like we could be that except for like a few prominent um like certain people who are like instigators you know it's like you know how there's like a few posters if you could just remove from twitter you would improve the overall vibe of the place in this oh yeah i got a list yeah and uh yeah so it was kind of that uh that feeling and that reflection that led me to make some um threats against these posters you know dude it's it's you when you want men to be men you gotta let men be men and sometimes that's part of men being men yeah well the, the the worst thing i think about uh the way that like discourse among humanity has changed as we've gone from like in real life of our parents generation or at least the boomer generation to the internet mm-hmm. is now people can say anything and not have to like face any kind of potent- like physical consequences for it and it's like i just want to fight somebody i want to start fighting a lot of these posters and mm-hmm because if this was the 1960s, you could do that. And people would, I think people would be, uh, they would be, they would have much better manners towards each towards each other. Yeah. And it's not even like, like, it's not even like off color joke and you lose your job. It's like, Hey, like, let's have a talk about this. Like in real life, you know what I mean? Let's see if you still have that same energy. And that's, that's way different than like cancel culture. That's more so like grassroots cancel culture where it's just, it all sorts itself out. We didn't have this problem until we decided to let everybody talk to everybody. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And just also physically isolate people from each other so that, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no way that you could. Yeah. We're all the pigs. We're all the the pigs in the big high rise building right now. That's what's how we operate. We're the pigs in the high rise building. We're the pigs in the high rise. And, uh, the, uh, so, you know, back to our, our beautiful microwaves. Now there's another thing and, and they've, they've, they've covered misinformation. Google misinformation, uh, cleanup program has, has taken out this as well. Uh, Sai, I know you talked about this. I've been hearing this since the 90s as like kind of like, hey, like it's probably not good to use the microwave all the time because even if you have fresh food, it kills the nutrients in the food. Yeah, it kills the vitamins. So I can't find anything to corroborate that on the internet anymore. It's insane. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I could. There's an older study that was done at like a veterinary college. Mm. Uh, But you think about it, like it just makes sense on a very intuitive level about like how like the uh the heat is happening at like the heating is happening at the cellular level so like some of the cells or atoms whatever like some of the particles heat up super hot like you know how like microwaves they don't really heat food evenly it's like there's like one part of one part of it it'll be like the temperature of lava and then other parts it's like still kind of cold and you know what so like with with microwaving uh food sometimes you have to like stir it up like twice yeah oh yeah of course like you have to stop the microwave and then like swish the food around in it and then start it again and then do at least back back when we had microwaves that's kind of how we had to do it uh i think it's been at least 10 years now since i uh i had like a i had a a it was not a calm way in which the microwave left our house. Mm. I just had like this sudden realization that the thing was evil. 
that I thought about it for too long. Like I'd been uncomfortable with it for too long. Just like, but hadn't really made a big deal. You exercised it almost. Exercise. The thing had just been this one-eyed devil that had like been looking at me for months, and so I just suddenly had like this moment of uh, where something welled up inside me, and I just had like this moment of uh, of rage at the machine, and so I took the microwave, I lifted like whatever my mom had setting on top of it, like it lifted it off care, like put it on the table, and then like jerked the thing out of the wall uh you know plug and all that pulled it out of the wall and just hauled it out of the house threw it into the yard and then shot it with a 357 magnum uh just because i had i don't know i had some like vague sense that if i had just, what did like, your mom say about this she was just, she was just kind of in shock. She's like, "What are you doing?" I mean, yeah. Now I'm from California, so you'd go to maximum security prison for doing that. Uh, but 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 I mean, you're you're uh, from a different from, part of I'm the from the south, like this right. People south. are like, "Oh, there, there goes there goes Ben shooting the microwave." <laughs> I don't yeah, know. so I, I, you know, I explained, and I had already I had already been like, "We've got to get rid of the microwave." And my parents are like kind of agreed with me, but still, it was so convenient, you know, like it. It it took like their uh, their son having a, like a mental breakdown moment, <laughs> but I had shot it because I had some sense that if I had just thrown it out there, then like somebody would like come and take it and somehow get it back into the house. Like I had to kill it, you know. Wow! And, uh, to kill a microwave by Harper to Lee. Kill a microwave, and yeah, there for a while it was. Uh, afterwards, there was there's like some some grumbling and complaining, you know, like switching over to the toaster oven. Uh. It's like this makes the plate too hot or whatever, but no. now it's like, yeah, I, I've totally forgotten like the normal function that microwaves serve. Like it's just it's totally exercised, and it doesn't it, like it. I don't even think about it. Like it doesn't feel like anything's right. missing from the kitchen. Right. It actually feels weird if I go and stay at an Airbnb and then I can see one, and it's it's like oh okay. That's hilarious. I remember these things. So, so that that and that's a great thing what you bring up because that's all this thing does is it's convenient. It's not good culinary culinarily speaking. I don't even know if that's a word, but I can't even pronounce it. But no but, Michelin star chef is using a microwave. No, it tastes like <laughs> shit. The food tastes like shit. The only thing that tastes quote unquote good in a microwave is things that are created in a lab to work in a microwave, which that's a whole nother can of worms. Correct. Correct. It's like, yeah, like specific it, chemicals that have just been added, like the hungry. Just poke a man. couple holes in the cellophane, bro. That's all you need to do. It's all you got to do. Poke a couple holes. That gravy gets heated up on that hungry man. The, you know, it's it's like that. That's all you need to do. And and you know, so that's all it does. I will say this. There's other things. You know, you have certain things that I think are akin to microwave technology as far as like horrors that it can do for humans. Uh, AirPods, wireless headphones, cell phones, things like that. Those things have clear benefits. There's clear benefits to having a cell phone, right? Now there's obviously downsides, but there's like, hey, I can, you know, I can buy something on this. I can do do that. My AirPods, right? They're fucking convenient. They're evil. You, You sense the genuine evil in the AirPods but you understand the convenience. It works. It works really well. Everything sounds good. You don't good. have wires in your light. Yeah, you don't have wires. It's, it's you can, if you if you're a runner, if you're a runner, AirPods are like 
selling your soul to a rod serling devil you know what i mean like it's in twilight zone it's so good you're like oh, you'll never get it tangled again young man you know and and it's it's a, you don't have to put them up through your shirt feed them through your shirt you don't have to do electrical work feeding up your wires through your shirt and stuff you, you have all those things the microwave has no benefits other than like saving you a couple of minutes that you don't actually need because today i put it in the microwave reflexively and i was like i have nothing to do today yeah yeah you can you can use use a slow cooker you know, take you can take all day. To- I had all day. I could have I could have done a full roast in the slow cooker. It could have happened, and I didn't. It was just so weird. I don't know. That's 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 all it is. It's like there's this convenience. It's only a time thing, and it's built because you know. Look, you want to talk about the microwave? There, you have. I think the microwave. It was it was invented in 1945. Let's say it's in every house by the 70s. Let's say that much. You know, it's. Uh, I, I'm guessing here you have a whole two you have the two parent working household by that time right you have the you have two working parents a lot more more than you ever did in the past in the in the 70s right post 60s so you have you have all that stuff there's this convenience thing like mom you know i could see a commercial for a microwave i'm sure there is one where it's like a mom holding like a kid on the on the phone like trying not to yank it too hard from the wall you know just like with her work clothes on she's like ah fumbling through the fridge like i can't cook these fresh vegetables yeah well that was that was that era too you know it was like they were constantly selling women appliances Mm -hmm. to make them more efficient and you know you'll you'll work less and you'll have more time for tv and all this stuff so it was like there was this from my grandmother's generation to my mom's generation, like the number of appliances, you know, like, like the things that were in kitchens, it was just daylight and dark. It was totally different, but I can't see that it actually changed the, the amount of time spent by that, that much. A hundred percent, dude. A (laughs) hundred percent. It's like, even with the stand mixers and like all these other things, then what happens I think is just, we started creating like maybe more elaborate meals yeah yeah or, or something it's uh yeah it, it's I don't deny that like a fair amount of labor had been saved but when you look at the difference in just a couple of generations of like what household items and appliances like everything from vacuum cleaners to yeah kitchen aids and blenders um you know like our grandparents had practically none of that coming up and you know they've saved some time but it hasn't been nearly as dramatic as just the change of all the gadgets people are using and and you also have you know like it's like i alluded to earlier it's not only no there's this fallacy that like every every kind of thing i see debunking the microwave being bad is that it's all the, the 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 person the hypothetical person they have in their mind is heating up a freshly cooked meal leftovers in the microwave. That's that's like not really what's happening in America. It's the frozen bag of vegetables. Frozen vegetables are taste like shit, but people yeah. do that because you have the microwave. You know what I mean? You have you have that available. You, you it, everything becomes frozen. Everything becomes added preservatives to keep it frozen. I'm, I'm having right? I'm having a, this mental image in my mind right now. Uh, I have to suffer through it, so you have to suffer to, through it too. Sounds but good. It's, Frozen corn in a glass uh, in a glass bowl with saran wrap over top. It's like okay. you're microwaving the plastic. 
I've seen it done. Yeah, the saran wrap That's, shit is a crazy other element like, to it too. Not, Nothing good. This was, this was how it was done. Yeah, yeah I, and then the the, the steam done, rises to the top, drips yeah. down. It like makes plastic tea out of it. You know, you know, Crisco for frying chicken. Like yeah. I'm, I, I want, to, <laughs> I want to like annihilate the people who were responsible for selling our parents this kind of stuff. Like, they all they loved it too. They fucking loved it. it I love the boomers. I I cape for them all day. They're great. I think they're great people. I think they were were the last generation rewarded for going along. I think they were the last generation to to just to reap their 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 compliance had genuine rewards for it. So therefore, you as a result, they accept things like every innovation being like great. You know, just with no downsides whatsoever, because it's it's them. I mean, it's it's they they were the ones owning homes, working a job that's done in Bangladesh now. You know, like they were the one. Well, that the was, thing, mm-hmm. it, it would be very easy. It's very easy for them to believe that because they're from an era where like great great things were accomplished almost routinely. Yeah. So they're from like the zenith where it was like it had felt like we had just entered this new age of humanity, and then it turns out like. Oh, sorry you've been eating Crisco for the past 40, 50 years. It turns out now that uh, (laughs) we know that it turns the inside of your blood vessels into like pockmarked, like looks like fried chicken skin. Uh, Like, whoops, (laughs) our bad. I know. Isn't it cool that it looks like the food you made? That's meta. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's like Osmosis Jones. That's the thing. Yeah, like everyone. They grew, they'd grown up in an era where you could like still kind of trust the institutions and like the institutions had said, like, this is good. You need to do this. You need to adopt this modern practice. And like the only people who were uh, protected from any of this were people who were just total cranks, like who completely rejected like the concept yeah. of progress, any of this, and just people who were like stuck in their ways and. And also, like very deeply reactionary people who were still using lard, even though, it, and you see, like that's a very small sliver of the population. Like that, there's very few of us yeah. that are, uh, I think, are like that. And you know, now it's now it's a little easier because I, I feel like we have more, uh, we have a much bigger opposition movement to a lot of the the main thrust of the narrative now. Right. Like, because we have the internet, we have Twitter, we have shows like this. And so you see like, yeah, not everyone goes along in lockstep with the, the COVID psyop, the vaccine psyop, all these things. Um, for our parents' generation, it's like all they really had was the John Birch Society newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, there's no you know, you, you didn't have access to any kind of independent channels of information. Like they're growing up in a world where they have three channels, three channels of the news, like ABC, CBS, and NBC. And then there's like some really big newspapers are in full circulation. And aside from that, like that's all in like the radio stations. uh, Yeah. But aside from that, like if it wasn't coming from like any of these like bigger institutions, bigger outlets, channels, all this sort of thing, like there was no there, there just wasn't the variety in the uh 
in the information ecosystem. So like even in my own lifetime, so, uh, an event like Waco at the time could be sold to the American people as like, these are whack jobs and, you know, they kind of had it coming. And like, there was no political blowback for our own government, like going in and murdering, you know, over 70 people, like 20 of which were children. Right. Like on American soil, sending tanks into a, uh, a religious group and just Mm -hmm. annihilating everyone. Uh, yeah. I don't think Waco would go nearly the same way today. I think a Waco today would start an entire civil war. And, yeah. and I'm not one of these people who thinks that we're in much danger of a civil war. I just think that the powers that be understand that any like mass casualty standoff like that could spark something serious. And they 100%. wouldn't because they can't control the narrative nearly as tightly as they could in the, even in the 90s. Well, Waco. First off, da- first off, David Koresh would have two million followers. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, and I mean, yeah. I mean, and I mean, he. Regardless of the people working on his little compound and yeah, everything, he thing. would, it's, he it's would, like- he would have. People would have been like Koresh stands without being on the compound. They would have been like, dude, no, Dave. I mean, honestly, he would have guessed it on this podcast, probably. Uh, I mean, I, I'm yeah. if we're if we're being real, like we would have. Listen to his musical tracks. The guy was a great uh, rock musician. Was he? Why are they always good at rock? Like man, yeah. I mean Manson kind of stunk, but you know he he put his kind of he, he got down. You know, like why are those guys always so? Well, good at I, that shit? Man, I, don't, I don't think I don't think we can I don't think we can compare David Koresh and Charles Manson. They're, no, no, not the look, music, but it's just like they always have real. a music the career. Branch, yeah, yeah. The the British Davidians were good, actually yeah <laughs> uh, look they, they believed that like they believed they were going to this compound and they were going to face the apocalypse and they did yeah no uh, david koresh would be like david portnoy i mean he would literally just be like <laughs> like just yeah. like he, he would nobody else would be allowed on the compound to have social media which is kind of based to be honest and then he would be the one like kind of just be like yeah look at these peppers we just grew fucking fire you know what i'm saying like and that would be his that <laughs> That would be his thing. Like he's like, oh, you guys are eating uh damn near wax fruit over at your grocery store. We got some sick shit over here. You know, like he, he would have doing- a he would have a ton of followers. He would have a Patreon account. He would, uh, yeah, but like something like this, what he would be live streaming the ATF. Oh, he would he would have for sure done it. He would be like on some like kind of Alex Jones style thing i think like yeah. i think he he you, you the attempt the the medium is there for that he didn't have it back then and he didn't need it i mean really that it, it was it was better that he didn't have it but he would yeah, have I mean, more I mean, but imagine like imagine if if we can make this happen again right like we can we can be uh we can be the branch of it let's do this let's let's start a new branch <laughs> Davidian chapter okay uh, branch our cdn yeah mm-hmm Branch yeah. Davidian E Girls. Okay, like that. You I'm know listening. that would that would have happened if yeah. the uh, if Waco was today. I'll give you like, three hundred fifty thousand for twenty percent equity. It would be yeah. just Koresh that would be like a big influencer. Like you would have a bunch of E Girls at the compound. <laughs> yeah, just just all day. They, they, he, it would basically be a thing that he automated and let run itself, and he'd be like, "All right, you know, here's the compound. You stay here, but do your little thing. Make sure you get people uh, public image up. You know." Yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, or if it was like with today's influencers, right? Like, imagine Stephen Crowder starts a compound in Texas. Uh, 
Yeah. It would just, yeah. First, we'd get a live stream like, you guys, the ATF is trying to cancel us right now. <laughs> tear gas round like flies through the window. <laughs> the the woke like, mob is the throwing Denver, tear gas at me, yeah, quite Denver literally. Are the real racist, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll be sleeping just fine tonight thanks to my pillow promo code Siege. <laughs> He'd literally have Mike Lindell next to him. He would literally have my pillow as the, as the guy would be with him. But um, it, okay, so be, before we run out of time, I do want to talk about one more thing, uh, and this is something that originally. Now we we always want to have Ben on the show, but I remember Sai hit me up. He's like, "We need Ben on because Ben ha- once again has nailed the take, the correct take on this." I don't know anything about this guy whatsoever. I have never heard of him. I, I just never come across my radar. Sai, who is Kevin Bass? He's, I think he's just like a med student. And he's one of those, like, you know, when people are like, med student checking in on Twitter, you know, the expert, oh, the, the you know, the kind of, uh, and like, yeah, just like a research, research dude that reads studies. And but his whole thing, he's always, he's always like pumping the fact that for some reason Rogan follows him on Twitter. Like it was his header and all this shit, you know, all this different stuff. But uh, which is like, whatever, that's that's cool. Like, I, I would fucking if Rogan followed me, I'd be telling everyone, you know, I'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. sick. But um, but I don't know. He's just such I a square. And better. I... Uh, Matthew McConaughey followed me on my old account. <laughs> what? Sick. Oh, Damn. my God. no that's amazing i mean no for sure he's he's not as far separated as we think i don't think from from all this yeah Yeah. um but so okay so kevin kevin bass is he's getting the rogan pump like it doesn't feel very organic does it well no and i i remember i was just following his shit because he's kind of the thing that i i would just see he i don't know he's just one of those kind of uh likes to he, he's one of those dudes that gets off on everyone disagreeing with him on all sides. One of those dudes, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the guy that everyone this guy on the, that everyone disagrees with on every side, you know, you know, those types. Right. Right. right, right. Fucking, and, um, and then I was, I was kind of following. I was like, okay, this dude kind of sucks. He's just, he's not really useful in terms of like research or anything like that. Um, Cause he just, I don't know. It's just dumb. He didn't really learn anything, you know. I, I gave him a chance, you know, and then and then lost track of him, and then he was blowing up because he wrote that fucking stupid ass article in the in the what was it the the U.S. Weekly or the whatever it is the whole like we need the whole like well we got COVID wrong we need a reckoning kind of thing, but he was the one that got it wrong, you know. And I'm I'm just so sick of this shit of like I don't care about people coming late to the party i'm not like a gatekeeper of like oh you, you were like three months late bro and shit but it's like when you're it still pisses me off you know when you're that type well, of when you when yeah, this guy ahead. it's yeah. not just that he got it wrong it's that he was actively coming after those of us who were getting it right exactly that's what I, that's i know that's about exactly this because i was one of his targets yes. he had a discord server set up my they, they were following me i i infiltrated it they had a channel set up to where like they were following and they like they would post tweets of mine to like mass report on COVID. Yeah. And you know, so it's like, it's not, it's like, dude, you didn't get the research wrong. You're a psychopath who ran like a, a gang of people targeting those of us who weren't complete retards. 
So what was the so as far as his opposition to what you were saying, Ben? Now I th- I view you, Ben, as somebody who got it one hundred percent right. You, Alex Gutentag, you know, people like that got it one hundred percent right. Was he a skeptic at all, or oh, was he no, just no. Was, he was? Oh, he was all completely was in like, on like well, Nassim Taleb kind of like totally in like master great like, like like got it got it. In this Discord, they would go after, like, they would report people who would say that, like, masks don't actually protect you, which they don't. People who would say, like, hey, N-acetylcysteine, like, seems to, like, be really good uh, as a supplement while, you know, for if you have COVID. Those people were targeted. Um, Anything on vaccines any like anything that was contrary to like basically if he was attacking anyone who wasn't like taking dr fauci's exact position or more extreme Mm. he just totally all in on this and in this discord channel it's like they were going after anybody who was deviating from the narrative and and master and even like on dietary stuff right so like trying to get people suspended from twitter for saying that seed oils were bad what yeah some and people hate, hate he was they're yeah. like that's their th- new thing they're defending cedo like you know i, I think so people take would, the cedo thing like a little too far not not terribly too far but some people are like offended that the cedo oil thing especially like medical students and that type of fucking dumbass yeah thing. and and, and <laughs> at, at this one point they really felt like they were in a position to where they could get twitter to take anyone who had any alternative position on any healthcare. yeah Thing, period that they could get them deplatformed like they were going to use covid like to create a new you know health misinformation crime thing and that's what they were pushing they were pushing the corporation to do pushing twitter to do pushing the government on regulations basically saying that like if it's not in med school curriculum you cannot say this publicly yeah like ah. just pushing for such an insane level of censorship and then why he said uh, he was very weasel-like in the apology. He didn't actually apologize for anything. He was he was saying that like you know, it's important for for people like me to admit that we um, we didn't get everything right, so that we will continue to have credibility. Yeah, that's the thing. They never right? actually apologize. That's these thing, the things about these things. They never actually. Yeah, there's, there's no cr- contrition he's saying that like we have to just say this so that the public will continue to um listen to us and so yeah. really it's it's a pr uh safe it's safe, a false yeah. apology for like a machiavellian uh in and the problem is that like too many people too many good people are too quick to forgive bad people it's like these are not good faith actors who just got things wrong they're people who caused a lot of suffering, even death, and they permanently change the trajectory of history in a terrible way. It's like I don't think we should be quick to like welcome these people into the right, right, and say like, yes, you get a, you get a guest spot on Tucker, and we're going to make like a, a a dissident right or a you know intellectual dark web like hero out of you. Yeah, like, right. no, okay. I hate it. We. You know, if you'll give a real apology, all right, that's good. Thank you. 
we're going to watch you for a while. Like you, you can kind of come over <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. sit. You can sit on our side. You're you're not going to be speaking for a while. Like <laughs> you're sit really your white be... ass down and listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eat the humble cr- pie. Um. Uh, you know, also, it, it, it's it's sketch the whole thing. How did how motherfucker? How did you get a spot on USA Today to write that article in the first place? You're just some random. Right. Med student, and it's like know? this guy, his profile is larger than it's ever been, just because he's doing like the Bill Clinton like art of apology tour. Yeah, of like people love. This is something that Clinton realized. People love someone who apologizes more than someone who didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like they they love someone to just like do the whole like I was guilt. You know, there's just it's something about that I think is really powerful to people's imaginations or psyches yeah. or something. Like it, it really hits them in an emotional way more so than and says they will admire someone who like did something terrible and then like kind of have asked an apology for it. Yeah, They'll admire that's... them more than someone who was like a good person consistently. I noticed that about the and I I'm this is total I'm not like an anti liver king dude you know but when he got caught quote unquote whatever and then he apologized apologized on one of those massive podcasts and everyone was like right on bro that takes so much courage and shit like everyone was just giving him and I'm like okay hold up like what's <laughs> that's all it takes you know it's just like, and it's just almost like when you it's almost like I I can almost see people now there's like this trajectory of like influencer thing where it's like. I'm going to get famous off bullshit and I'm already going to plan my apology tour. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's this, it, and, and I get it. We've built a culture. A- we've built a culture where, where you will get taken down for anything and you have to go on your apology tour. Right. Yeah. Like your Louis CK, like well, these kind of people things. People want to be canceled now. Yeah, now, exactly. Like, well, people mm-hmm. want to, they don't want to be canceled. They want to claim to have been canceled. It's like getting Tommy John surgery in baseball. It's like, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, so I got to bounce like, back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the, the Dasha tweet, uh, stocializing my tight wet pussy, but it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like stop canceling, you know, my, t- <laughs> yeah. Stop canceling my, my pussy. Yes. Um, you know, no, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's such like a humble brag. It's like, I am important enough to be canceled. I'm controversial enough to be canceled. They're trying to cancel me. And it's like the cancellation that they're talking about is like somebody made a joke about something stupid that they said. Yeah. But it, it's like people really, you know, they're really horny to be the victim. And it's, yeah. it, it's crazy. I mean, like, exactly. Like, it becomes this, this I think, part. I think Anna Kachian calls it uh, topping from the bottom. Topping. Oh, so you're like in charge. You're running the show, but it's topping from the bottom. I, I, I don't know how to really explain. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. By that, but it was kind of like it, it, we're in this weird cultural moment where people being uh, like acting like submissives somehow put themselves in a dominant position. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Like exactly. I think it's like, it's like what, what Amy Therese talks about, like Braddy subs are running the <laughs> running the show. Yeah. That's no. A good term. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a, you you get uh, there. I mean, we've built this. I mean, the part you know, we've built that culture a long time ago, and now even people I, who I think are good, and I'm not going to get into specifics. Even people I think are good are already like kind of 
bracing themselves like game of thrones winter is coming for like my cancellation and therefore like what do i do after that i always made jokes where it's like if anyone wants to get me fired from my shitty fucking road construction job i will put a fucking lipper of skull in put my camo fucking hat on and i'm going on tucker tomorrow that i lost my job to the woke mob that's my only avenue right like that's my only avenue but i i'm somebody like look if you you love me or hate me it's it's me you know what i'm saying the this kevin bass and like uh other kind of people that that are along that line you know they don't seem that they're coming at this from an organic way it should be an avenue for the common man to get canceled for something for just speaking out against something to be able to be platformed and talk about the way they got everything stripped from them but it almost seems like these people build themselves up and then he wants to get like almost like this like insulated cancellation yeah, it's stolen valor. It's, it's exactly what it stolen is. Valor. Like the guy that you find in the airport that's wearing it's, like a fake marine suit or something, you know? Yeah. Like, or they, like it's someone who did the cancellation, then wanting to complain about being canceled. Like someone who was like a chief canceller for like the entire and the entirety of the event, and then when the event's done, like wants to claim that he was the persecuted one. Isn't that like kind of like what Barry Weiss did? Isn't that why people don't don't fuck with her? Because of the whole, that's she. She got famous by canceling her college professors or something, and then she. Oh, she probably so, spe- yeah. I don't know. I don't. But the whole thing with the, me. with with the Kevin Bass thing, it's like you you uh, you didn't learn it if if you learned that you supported mass vaccination passports, masks on kids, especially the vaccines for kids that are like literally harming kids, setting them up for a lifetime of poor health. You should you you would if you really came to terms with that you would be shocked and horrified and you'd kind of be groveling you know at the at the feet of anyone that, you know you wouldn't be this kind of like oh ho home it's kind of weird how that didn't really work out all these you know it's so it's just a fucking weird yeah like you said i think it's psychopathic behavior. so what what i actually heard with the kevin bass thing this is where it gets really interesting um uh, is that um <laughs> uh, he wasn't so he was having academic problems and was like oh. not going to be offered a residency spot, and is basically like needing to secure a backup income. Oh no! Because yeah. like his his Twitter activities has been has now eclipsed him himself as like an actual mediocre medical student. Many such case. This is like tar. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like he's trying to jump away from actually trying to like to be a doctor or something. Like he's that career path's not going great. So now it's like he's going to become the, uh, you know, the kind of apologetic without ever actually apologizing, um, you know, person who woke up. And yeah, and so like one of like one of the recent tweets he had was like, the left thought it was doing away with religion. Instead, it replaced Christianity with wokeness. The American oh, left is just as religious as ever. It simply believes in a worse, less loving, cruder religion. Now, tell me if that is not every single like post leftist yeah, right. who yeah. wants to come groveling over to our side and become like a, a major social media. Dude, we're Bane right now. We're Bane. Like you were born, you know, you I was born into this stuff. You know, you came into here, you know, it's just it's this kind of thing like I don't know what the quote is, but you know, whatever it is, but, yeah, it's, but, it's like the worst, you know, like the, the worst libtard of them all, like just, mm-hmm. just a complete, you know, like caricature of Reddit, 
right? <laughs> Suddenly becomes like a uh, evangelical anti-vax like MAGA mom, like post right. like a MAGA mom, like where you go from being like a Kamala Harris stand to posting like a MAGA mom. Like it's so psychotic. Like no, it is. It's it's going where the wind blows. It's an opportunistic brain that I don't that I don't personally have. Um, as somebody who's just like I I cannot go through the stress of every day just saying things that I don't actually believe. I can't do that. This person obviously can. This Kevin Kevin Bass entity that seems to be forced, you know, foisted upon uh, 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 COVID Twitter, and that's exactly you you had it exactly right. The the people who decide that they are done with the left once they've squeezed the left dry, right? Like as if they were making like a, you know, they, one lemon, the left is a lemon. They've just squeezed it completely dry and they want to go, well, you know, what, what, what am I, I'm going to move on to this now. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. Because then you set yourself for the other thing is like, well, I've moved over to this other side and this other side is crazy. That's a whole nother venture that you can go into now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, instead of just like going through all these like realms and stuff, why don't you just develop some actual principles? Why don't you develop some actual thoughts? It might be too much, might be too, too tough of a task for this Kevin Bass guy. Um, Lance Bass. I don't know, whatever his name is. One, one of these guys, it might be too tough of a task for these guys, but then if that's the case, it's a meritocracy. You're out of here. I don't want to hear from you ever again. I have no use for you. You get nothing. So these yeah. people that love, like the people that enable this stuff are the people who false, falsely want just numbers on their side. We mm-hmm. need more people thinking the way I do. No, you need to figure out how they got to where you are. Right. Right. And that's, that's the thing. It's like people are too, um, they're, they're actually too supportive of a big tent. Like they, they yeah. don't get that you have to be exclusionary. And if the reason is, is like, if you allow these people into the fold, they're like wolves that will like tear, you know, anything you have apart. They'll do Hunter S. Thompson gonzo journalism on the side they just joined straight up. Yeah. He will go in there and be like, I was in the the anti-vax COVID hippie right for two months. And here's my story. They'll do that. 100%. Or they'll just. You know they'll they'll try to then um, claim the manual mantle by like positioning themselves as like, okay, I just got here two weeks ago. I'm now like running the show, and I'm going to you know try to psyop you people who have been around for years in this community into like adopting to my new particular strain of conservatism, which I've held for about two weeks. Um, you know, since I switched from being a Bernie voter. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's this, it, I can sense a natural trajectory. I can sense it. I can tell. Look for me. I was, I was a former, former lib. I was, cause I, I was just one of those default things when you're a man and you're like, I, I just want to be the, the man that's liked and has the position of like, well, you know, this I'll and that. You, I'm, I'm kind of a lib actually still in many respects in that I genuinely like like people from on a personal level from like a very eclectic spectrum of humanity. Right. So uh, and, and like I, I still kind of hew to the whole thing of like you should judge people as individuals. And it's uh, yeah, it's actually really it's like actually really 
disgusting when some people are become like very serious about certain kind of uh you know group bigotries that they have and yeah. like they'll they'll like they'll dismiss someone's like accomplishments you know like like some great man like is uh pick one out of the air ed lutwak right guy who has killed people killed a lot of people like terrific uh military strategist has like worked for the Israelis, has worked for the British, has worked for the French, even in his old age, has ran operations for the French, like taking out um, uh, like illegal fishermen, like Chinese fishing vessels going into French Indo-Pacific waters. Like he's ran ops against like those fishermen, you know, and it's like this swashbuckling Davy Jones, James Bond kind of lifestyle. Um. So, like, I have a ton of respect for that guy. Love that guy. And there are people who will write him off completely just for being Jewish. Mm. I'm like, 20% of our listeners, no big deal. Yeah, and I'm like, what have you done, you know, that gives you, like, you're like, you're a 20 year old twerp who, like, streams from his parents' basement and, you know, like, is five four it's algorithmic thinking it's never done anything and it's like you're going to like you're going to deign to like dismiss this guy yeah because of what religion he is and you know because i'm like like where do people where do people really get off thinking that they can um they that they can behave this way and it's uh, no and it's, it's it's to what you said earlier about like people just being able to just shout like random platitudes almost algorithmically thinking that they're doing something schizophrenic people on the on the subway yeah and you you, exactly and and then the problem is is everybody has a platform now in a sense that like everybody's their own individual enterprise to that that, to where they think that what they say actually like matters and the fact is is that it actually kind of does in a sense if enough people do um if enough people feel the same way as them now that what i what I say, uh, you know, this goes back to like whether the internet was good or not. And there's an Art Bell episode. Uh, we cover Art Bell on on our Substack Premium stuff uh, quite extensively. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, but uh, the 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 thing with the Art Bell uh, kind of uh, the, he had an episode with Terrence McKenna where Terrence McKenna was very optimistic about the internet in the early 2000s. And my favorite author, at least my favorite person who's ever written or written books, I should say, uh, Michael Crichton, they have opposite views and I love them both. I love Terrence McKenna and Michael Crichton. I think they're both right in this sense. Terrence McKenna thought that there was no way to regulate people on the internet when the internet was first started. Michael Crichton was like, no, what that's going to lead to is a homogenous thought, algorithmic thought. And that's where we're at right now. Whether now there's two sides there's like a base no. side and there's a libtard side, but they think they get to the, right. the conclusion. They get to that weird conclusion in a, in a, in a algorithmic way. That is not the way you're supposed to get to, to your beliefs. Yeah. So I'll tell you uh, why I think both of those guys were, were right in a big way is that mm-hmm. uh, I think McKenna had reason for optimism because if you look at web 1.0, it was great. Like there were some forums where people, you know, uh, people would like share pot growing tips, like under. Yeah. Oh God. Bring, take me back. 
learning learning like that that's actually what first red pill me because i was like okay this is how strains are bred and so you're telling me like hybrid vigor only lasts for two generations and <laughs> you know all this, all this like you get it on like, being the original red pill by the way I yeah just, i love yeah. that you know phenotyping yeah. and all this stuff like that's that's what i was like it's like it, pottinger's cat human biodiversity <laughs> i was interested in plant biodiversity and but you know like these people they were sharing this wealth of knowledge and there would be like grow reports where you would get to follow along like the entire process from seed to bud and like you know how to keep the dea from raiding your house like how to put like aluminum foil up in the grow room so the infrared uh you know sensors on the helicopters wouldn't be wouldn't be able to see it just it was so it was a great era of the internet we'll leave it at that and on some of these forums like okay there could be like some uh i guess mobbing or like social kind of yeah. uh whatever but it was if you look at it like on the old salo forum archives it was done in the kind of a very joking way and that people had still had like this detachment from it. So there, it wasn't like they were in this very realistic social setting, you know, it's, it's, it was kind of harder, I think, to cyber bully people. <laughs> well, Yo, now with, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Now with, uh, with like social, you know, with social media and how advanced it is and like, you know, the reactions and all this kind of thing, it's like people are, I think, are much more over-socialized on the internet compared to how they used to be. Because in the in the early year of the internet, it was still like crude enough. There wasn't any social feedback mechanisms. So people could be really themselves, right? And it was a, a medium to where there could be, I think, a lot of individualistic expression that led to like very individualistic thinking. And that's why I think a lot of the early posters who came from the forums had very, very distinct personalities, right? So like Bronze Age Pervert, Thomas 7-7, um, City Bureaucrat, like these old forum posters, like they all had like, they all have like very, very distinct flavors, like, you know, ideologically, the kind of ideas they have, the kind of things they're interested in. There's the, a lot of personality shines through in, in that generation of posters. After social media became like, pretty refined and a lot of the discourse went from the forums back to the social media, it became more refined. Suddenly, like the differentiation between a lot of individual posters started to melt and it became this like single algorithm that, um, Who's the guy? Not McKenna, but the other one who was said that no, the internet's bad. Glenn. Well, I, well I'm sorry, I stepped away for a second. The the, the who who uh, Crichton Crichton said Crichton, it, said it Crichton. was okay. So yeah, Crichton. Crichton, 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 what 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 I believe Crichton uh, uh, predicted. And I, this is, speaks to Crichton's like insane, like almost like remote viewing kind of like view on society of like, I can, I can see what's happening is he basically understood that like corporations were going to understand the internet existed. Crichton nailed the apps, right. the app era and Terrence yeah. nailed the web. Ter one era. Terrence na nailed the yeah. genesis of the internet. Yeah. And let's be honest, Terrence it. was pro internet because he was probably getting head from some Psytrance chick in the 90s. Well, because you know? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like I, uh, real quick, while you were going, what I'd said was like, uh, 
he was right about web 1.0 because there wasn't the social feedback mechanism to cause like this over socialization or social penalization. So people mm -hmm. like posters from the forum eras had much stronger individual personalities. Right. And from the app eras, it's like, there's now, I think a lot more pressure that, uh, through like various forms of negative feedback, it's more pressure to where if you say something that kind of cuts against, against the grain, right? All right. You're going to get ratioed. You're going to get like, yeah, yeah. People replies. You'll get like an angry message followed by a block. You'll get roasted in the group chats. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, the, troubleshooting, like, the troubleshooting is, is almost yeah. coded into with individual right. accounts. It's like part of the coding. Yeah, yeah. So with that, with all the, you have all these different mechanisms really to like keep people uh, to where they face much more social pressures. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and like, and they're kept more in line. Whereas like with the old forums, like there wasn't any of that. Like you would just like maybe get like an insulting reply. Uh, but it wasn't like you were going to have like 70 quote tweets where you know or like all of leftist twitter is like suddenly decided to send you death threats or something right it's like it was never on that scale so uh, mm -hmm. you know it, it was like with that i think that just allowed a lot more like personal uh flavor to come through yeah whereas now it's like now the incentives have aligned to just kind of uh you know, create this one generic like posting style or aesthetic that is uh, safe, right? Like it's, it's, it's kind of like an, a social media HR speak, you know, that's like just couched enough to where like it can avoid, um, you know, rousing too much negative feedback. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, I, I think that like with that increase in in social feedback signaling that now we're in an era of the internet that basically maps onto what Ted Kaczynski talked about how people are just entirely overly socialized these days. Yeah. I, I mean, it's modern it's, industrial society just makes people extremely like, like over socialized to the point of just becoming like neurotic and yeah. machine like. And it takes away the, 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 the in-person IRL kind of aspect of like, you said something stupid. Everyone looked at you weird. You're not going to say the dumb thing ever again. Like that takes away that that part is gone, right? And what I think what Kaczynski and I haven't read him, so I, I I have to kind of assume certain things. Once you start making everybody just part of this like weird, you know, matrix code, uh, that element goes away. Where where if somebody hates what you say, the punishment becomes way greater, rather than right. Well, that that ramps up, but I, I would say that. Uh really what the only time that we didn't have that over socialization was actually in web one, 1.0 when, okay, we weren't sitting here in person. So like you, you wouldn't react to that. So I could just say really whatever I wanted to say, but there also hadn't yet been built this internet mechanism to have like a similar controlling effect on like penalizing. If I said something that was uh, unorthodox, Right. So like mm -hmm. web 1.0, you kind of had this, you had this like intellectual flowering because people who really would otherwise get either the looks from everyone in the room 
or like a lot of online disapproval through right, right, right. You know, social media, like basically downvotes. Um, when it was just that that kind of WordPress era forum era of the internet, where really people were isolated from like how their content would be received. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't face like social stigma for it. And for a lot of, I think that was good for a lot of ideas that, you know, it, it, it was this era where there was kind of this unconstrained intellectual freedom and flowering and all, all of this sort of thing that then went away with social media because social media kind of brought uh, that form of expression like back into the longhouse, so to speak. The longhouse. Yeah, so web, web 1.0, that's when humanity temporarily escaped the longhouse. Okay. Because we had like a way for people to be online, but to where they didn't have like a a community of mutuals that were, you know, patrolling them. Right. Um and so that was like a that was like a true uh individualistic era of expression. Like yeah. one of the only ones we've had. Whereas like now we've gone back into this thing to where, okay, like there's like more communal p- policing of what people say. And look like that may, uh, that may mean that we can avoid, you know, some of like the worst excesses from people just, you know, saying randomly uh, sociopathic things. But at the same time, it, it still like dulls the creativity just a bit. I think you're, I think you're hundred percent right. I think you're 100% right about that. I think that's where we are. I think, again, McKenna, Crichton, both correct. I think they're both – I think Crichton had the the long-term uh, aspect of it right. I think McKenna had the initial burst of the internet correct. And it's uh, – it, here's where we are now. Where we are now is now you have a couple podcasts, I think, a couple – accounts a couple here and there that i think nail it and i think you have everybody else that's uh licking their finger and testing which way the wind's going i think you have you have that convergence like there's convergence Mm -hmm. into where people become like carbon copies of every other you know maga influencer alt center influencer liberal influencer you know it's it's like there's there's very little brand segmentation anymore i 100 percent agree so on that note Ben, once again, always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure. It's uh, it's 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 usually one that gets everybody like scrambling in a in a like the new Jordans just came out kind of fashion uh, when you when you come on. Um, you know, I I think every single time I think we get we we evolve a little bit, but in a natural way, in a in a non Michael Crichton way, and more of a Terrence McKenna type of way, we evolve. We we become. Uh, uh, a, a little bit better every single time. Um, so we, we hope to get you on again where we're, uh, I'm glad that you're, you're safe in, uh, in South America right now, but, uh, so the, the next one is going to be live. Dude, I'm so uh, down. We've been talking, we've been teasing this one, but it has to going happen to be live. because by the time it's the next one in like uh, a couple months, it'll be great weather. So I'll just, uh, in a couple I'll months, roll, I'll roll to the, you better area. call me. Yeah, you better call me. Uh, I'm there, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, you better you better uh, hit me up. Yeah, and, and we'll uh, 
I don't know. We'll go to like a nudist compound or um, let's just start the take let's mushroom, just take mushrooms at Muir Woods or something like that. I we'll would love to take. I would ask him. Yeah, <laughs> I got a field recorder, dude. It's it it's what you're saying almost sounds idealistic, but it can happen rather easily, actually. <laughs> now, that, now that I think about it, so um, absolutely. You know, make make sure you follow Ben. I graduated Ben. Um, uh, and if you if you haven't, you know, listen to the last. I mean, I think this is your fourth time on the show, but listen to the last one, uh, last three that we did before this. They're all classics. And uh, you know, that's uh, we we got a Substack. If you're here for Ben for the first time, if you're if you're a late if you're late to the party, uh, we have a Substack. We have all types of premium episodes on there. All types of good writing on there. Uh, check that out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's it for us. Everybody have a safe week. Everybody stay, stay calm, stay cool. Think about it. Don't grift. Don't do anything super weird. Um, yeah. See you guys. Peace.